As you are seated, resting your weary legs from standing, I want you to know God's wanting to pour something very specific out to you. And it's revelation. It's understanding. It's absolute truth that God wants to pour his spirit all over you. God wants to touch your life in that area that you've come in in despair. He wants to touch that place where you've come in with great joy because God did a miraculous thing this week. God knows everything. He knows you're coming in and you're going out. He knows every aspect of your life, every decision you've made. He knows the directions you've taken. He's known your obedience. He's known your disobedience. But the thing that we have learned at Valley Community that doesn't change the love that he has for you. And he wants to pour his spirit all over you today so that you could hear a truth that will set you free this morning. I believe with all my heart, as God spoke to me in this last couple weeks on the sabbatical and the time of rest, the time of digging into God and, and growing in my relationship with the Lord, he's spoken particular things to me, and he's doing the same thing to you. When my wife and I went away, you were left with amazing teachers. Amen. You were left with people who spoke the word of God these last couple of weeks, and I so appreciate them and who they are and, and what they uh, have done through and in you. And, and I think we need to just applause the Lord for the gifts because we do church as a team. Amen? Let's just applaud the Lord for... <clears throat> I want to pray for you because I specifically know that this message of this series that we're going to conclude today, God-given benefits, is specifically going to do uh, something in your life that you've experienced before but it's going to be miraculous in your heart, in your mind, in your thinking. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word of God that you have given all of us to understand. Nothing is too hard for the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to us. And as we have gathered together as a church, as we do church as a team, Father, I thank you that the power and the anointing of that spirit that has drawn us together, called us together, will do this unique thing. In Jesus' name, revelation and healing and restoration is at hand. It's for today. And I proclaim that all over us, not just something that is religious, not just something that is churchy, but it is an appointed time from the beginning of creation for God you to do with us today. And in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, pour yourself all over us right now. Go ahead, receive that. Just 
Just allow yourself to receive that. Thank the Lord. Just go ahead, do that. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for physical healing. I thank you for emotional healing right now. Truth will abide in our hearts and it will overwhelm the despair. And in Jesus' name, it is done. If you agree with me, say amen. 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 Well, as, as you well know, my wife and I uh, were gone for a couple weeks, and we really enjoyed our time. Uh, we had some specific amazing times with the Lord, and God just uh, showed himself again to me. Uh, exactly the way I believed he was, he is today. And I pray that you would uh, recognize the importance of being able to dive in a deeper relationship with God. And I have made it a habit, but this time we chose to do something specific to even uh, move into a greater uh, relationship with our our Lord. But as as you well know... um, Us men, not most, but some of us men, like myself, depend on our wives when we come out of the closet um, for uh, in dressing is they look at you and they okay the way you look, right? All right, well, um, this week I got home. My wife is still in South Carolina, and if you're watching, hello, honey, and She's in South Carolina, so I didn't have anybody to okay the way I look. So when I got home Tuesday and Wednesday morning, uh, I got up, and I was praying and in the Word of God, and I thought, you know, it's kind of cold out, so um, I thought that, that I would uh, put this on, and, um, you know, that I would wear this today, but, you know, I looked at the weather, and it was a little warm, so I decided not to. So I decided to maybe wear something a little bit cooler. And um, so, so I'm, you know, but, you know, because my wife wasn't there to say it was okay, I got boring and I wore the same type of outfits I always wear. But a lot of fun over the last few weeks in our football today. It's going to be a great game. Uh, two great games, and I want you to enjoy that, but I want you to just really understand that it is fun. It's fun to be competitive. I was athletic. I'm a legend in my own mind now, but I was athletic, and the stories, if I told you them, would be much bigger than they were, but um, I want you to, to recognize with me, as we do church as a team, And the things that we do, it also is what we become. And the Holy Spirit has really been speaking to me about the becoming, becoming what we're doing, instead of uh, trying to do what we think we need to be. So I think the most important part of our lives and what we have in 2024 is we're going to be a people as a team that dig deeper in our relationship with God. 
We're not saying, I'm not saying, the Holy Spirit's not saying that we haven't done that already. But God is speaking to us in a particular way, and he's going to reveal to you in a greater way to know the Lord, to know his word. Yes, we've given you a lot of tools like OSL, and if you've never done that before with OSL, just understand it is powerful. It will transform your life. We also have a Sunday afternoon with our Spanish ministries. Pastor Angel, would you stand, please? Let's give him a hand. Thank you. His team and himself, what God is doing in and through them, is transforming so many people. They have a Bible study also. Their Bible study is like OSL. It is something that is deep. It's something that takes you on a journey of growth with the Lord. Tonight at 6 o'clock, thank you, Pastor Dan, for the month of January of of speaking. And I know with Pastor Dan, I didn't even hear it, but I know it was great on Sunday night. But I invite you to take a journey with me. Remember, we did Jurassic Earth. We talked about the beginning, how this world was created and what God did in creation, how he created man and woman. And we we taught on that for uh, a few months. And we concluded that, but then Tonight, I start the new series on Sunday night. It'll take us a few months uh, on understanding end times. Very appropriate for today. Now, uh, and the teaching that I will do is not going to be the ordinary teaching that you hear on end times. We will talk about the seven dispensations or the time frames that God set apart. People ask a lot of times, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Because God specifically set time frames on the earth. And we are in the sixth dispensation, which is the age of the church and or the age of grace, which is uh, one of the same. All right, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the rapture of the church. We're going to talk about the second advent, or as people would say, second coming of the Lord. This is when he sets up the uh, <clears throat> millennial reign. And we're going to talk about the tribulation, uh, who will be in the tribulation, who will not be in the tribulation. We're going we're gonna to explain to you, a lot of people say in the tribulation, the Holy Spirit is taken up. No, because we're going to understand, according to Scripture, there's going to be many that get born again during the tribulation. And you can't be born again if the Holy Spirit's not here. And so we're going to bring you all these truths, and we're going to simplify it. Your pastor, a simple guy, we're going to simplify it, and we're going to give you uh, such amazing truths that are right there in front of our face in Scripture. We'll not deviate from the Word of God. We will absolutely dive deeper into the Word. So I want you to just really be praying about that. If the game's not over, uh, you know, then, you know, record it or uh, watch the NFL channel or stream it later on and watch the full thing. But come and be a part of what God is doing at Valley Community Church on Sunday night. Now, today, this morning, in God-given benefits, we're going to talk about a supernatural satisfaction guaranteed in our relationship with God. 
the end of last year uh, and today, we're going to conclude God-given benefits uh, today. We have covered forgiveness, health, redemption, and remember the word crowning or reigning in this life, the authority we have in the kingdom of God. I believe that this message will solidify 2024 for you. It will give you the exact, every one of us as a team, will give you the exact uh, focus that the Holy Spirit is wanting to bring every one of us. We will, because of our giftings are different, because our personalities are different, we will go in, in different ways, but we'll all come in the truth of the Word of God and God will uplift and anoint your different ways, your different giftings. So, but it's all the same. I, I hear a lot of times, especially when I was a supervisor overseeing a lot of churches, people would say, well, that's just not who we are. And I would think, well, what I just said was Scripture. And it, because it's Scripture, that's who you are. But God takes you on journeys in different avenues because you're gifted in a different way. But as a church, we come together in one way, the Word of God, growing in our relationship with the Lord. And that is so vital for 2024. We, we ask a lot of questions about life and why this, why that, why did God allow this and all these things. And in this series, we've learned that in many instances, it wasn't that God allowed God released us in authority, and we didn't take a hold of what God gave us, the specific authority that we have in this world. So let's solidify 2024 uh, by talking about supernatural satisfaction. What does it mean when God satisfies you? In Psalm 103, it's our Theme scripture, remember, David is speaking to himself or is to, to his soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. This is a habit, as we've said before, that all of us should have. We need to take authority, spiritual authority, over our souls. We need to speak to our souls when our souls, our emotions, our mind, the way we think, gets out of uh, kilter from the Word of God. And it gets out of whack from the Word of God. That because life has dealt us certain things, our thinking begins to stray, our emotions begin to uh, stray from the truth of the Word of God. And so what, what David is doing is showing us what we must create as a habit in our life is to speak to our soul. Again, David is reminding his soul to not forget his benefits, to base our emotions on what God did, not what's happening. Let me say this, uh, uh, a gentleman this morning sent this to me, and uh, this morning, I had a great time. I had breakfast with some pastors that I'm mentoring, and uh, that was at 5 o'clock this morning, and because they pastor their churches, so we met together, we prayed. But this gentleman 
um, sent this to me. Be the hero of your story, not the victim of your circumstance. Let me say it again. Be the hero of your story, not the victim of your circumstance. Satisfaction is guaranteed in your relationship with God. So if satisfaction is guaranteed, then we should have a real uh, love and a care for the relationship we have with the Lord. Amen? All right, so Psalm 103, verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities, this is David um, listing these, who forgives all your iniquities, speaking to his soul, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, and here's this week's, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you four questions, and we'll answer those questions uh, to give you uh, the theme of 2024. What is satisfaction? What does it mean when I say satisfaction is guaranteed? Now, I could give you the English translation, but since The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Let's look at the Hebrew word God uses uh, to be satisfied. The word used here means to be made full or so full it's on the verge of overflowing. So when it talks about satisfaction, it's literally saying it's something that is overflowing in your life, that you're not living in dissatisfaction. You're not living in a life that you wish you had something else, but you are so secure because satisfaction is overflowing in your life. So God wants to satisfy you with good things, and those good things is overflowing. That's what the Hebrew word to satisfy means. It is a word that explains that you are so full of it. No, that's not the way we should say it. (laughs) You are so full of good things that you are becoming weary of good things. And in this series, we already talked to you about that weariness is that because there is such an abundance of this grace that God is overflowing in your life that you're beginning to give it away because you can't handle it all. I was raised, uh, I'm German, I was raised with a lot of food. And so I always experienced my parents always giving away food, walking down to neighbors and just giving food because they made too much. And, And that's what I'm talking about, what Scripture is saying to us is that there's more than enough. That there never should be a time, now listen closely in a little bit, I'll explain this statement. There should never be a time that we live in a life of dissatisfaction. Because we have taken control, as David was, speaking to our soul and reminding ourselves what God did. Okay, so let's let's go on now. So God wants to satisfy you with good things. 
And the way some of us act uh, at a buffet, that's what we're talking about. You want to get your money's worth, right? Doesn't matter if you're miserable. You're going to go get another one because it's there, right? Well, that's what Scripture, the Word, is telling us. That it's there. That satisfaction is so overwhelming that you're going to get another one. But let me explain that because, you know, when we're spiritual than thou, uh, we tend to think pride and gluttony and greediness. That's not what the Scripture is depicting. It's what God has given. Why? Not because we've done something so great. It's because that's what he does. He wants to bless his sons and daughters. So let's remind ourselves Who satisfies? God does. But he satisfies your mouth. Notice it used the word mouth. It says the mouth, not your heart, with good things. But notice again, we know Scripture because we're discipled, we're mentored. It doesn't say your heart, even though the Bible says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So why would this word be used, mouth? All right. So we know now, we know verse 5 relates to the heart as well because what is in the heart comes out of your mouth. But it doesn't say it satisfies your soul. But it satisfies your mouth. I, I'm I'm doing this lengthening a little bit because I want you to stay with the thought. I don't want you to lose this thought because 2024 is going to be an amazing year. The word satisfy in the Hebrew is only in the Old Testament 13 times. And only two times it's translated mouth. Now, 11 out of 13 times, I'm going to show you how it is translated in the Old Testament. When I tell you, you're going to think, what? So 11 out of 13 times, it's translated ornaments. Here's the reason. The word actually means in the Hebrew, ready for this? Horse mouth ornaments. A horse's mouth ornaments. Our English word, we would get the word bridle. All right, follow me now. Stay with me. Think about it. A horse's bridle has a bit. But when you see the bridle part, it has all the ornaments like as on a show horse. All right, so the explanation here that I want you to see The bridle has a bit, and with that bridle, if you can control the mouth of the horse, you can control the whole body. Who satisfies your mouth, all right? That is the same exact thing James says in James 3.3 about the tongue. The person who can bridle his tongue can, can control his whole body. So what David, remember, David is in a specific time of his life. 
and things are changing and things aren't the way they used to be and he's facing tribulation, he's facing all kinds of things, but he's gonna become a king. He's moving into this realm of his kingship and the Holy Spirit brings him into an area of watching the mouth. Because of everything that came against him, he was having difficulty. He doesn't say this, but I will tell you because I'm human like he is, like you are, is that when you are trying to accomplish and move into some place where you know God already told you you would be, but it seems like every time you turn around, there's problems, there's difficulty, it's hard you begin to talk negative. You begin to say, well, I don't think I can do that. I can't handle this anymore. And we see the writings of David at times that he would say things like, everybody's against me. So Psalm 103 says this, God satisfies a person who can control his mouth with good things. Now, when you know this, thinking about your mouth, there are two things, your words and your appetites. But we're not just talking about food. We're talking about what our desire is. Now, of course, when God gives you a call and he speaks something to your life where he's taking you, then that becomes a desire in your life. But see, if we allow our emotions, our soul, our mouth to speak opposite of that, what it does is it brings a hindrance in our life of getting to that place that God already said we would be. When we say things like, I don't think that I can accomplish that, I don't think that I can do that because of my past or the things that I've done, I hear it all the time. Well, you don't know how I was before I knew the Lord. Well, I don't care. That's dead. That's gone. Where you're at today is exactly where God wants you to be. And he's taking you to a greater avenue that will satisfy you so much, it will be overflowing in your heart and in your mouth. Because now your body is controlled because your mouth there's a satisfaction. Nothing changes you except the change of the word of God that brings you to that greater height. Now, when you know this, thinking about your mouth, these two things, if you can't control your appetites, you will never be satisfied. God says, yes, I'm going to satisfy your mouth with good things, but here's the mouth I will satisfy. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to satisfy your mouth with good things, but here's the mouth I will satisfy. A mouth that learns to be under control. So God satisfies our controlled mouths with good things. All right, here's the second question. We kind of answered that, but who satisfies? Well, who forgives? God does. Who heals? God does. Who redeems? 
God does, who crowns God and God satisfies. We must understand this thing. God is the only one who satisfies. You will never be satisfied by anyone or anything other than God. Proverbs 14, 14 says this, the backslider in heart, someone who backslides on the inside, not the outside, people backslide on the inside, but they act correct on the outside for a while, will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above, from God. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. This also is vanity, but God's word says he will prosper you. Psalm 145, verse 16 says, You, this refers to the Lord, open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. God has a purpose for you. God has a purpose for your puppy dog, for your kitty cat, and he satisfies every living being. Amen. But when we walk outside of who we are in Christ, then there's no satisfaction. Okay, let's continue, because I'm, I'm peeling away the banana here. <clears throat> Please hear me. Nothing and no one can satisfy you except the Lord. That's what David is reminding himself. David is probably lonely. David is, is, is in a process of his life, of what's going on, the rights and the wrongs that he did, how he sinned before, how he's done all these different things. He's done all these great things, but he's right there in the middle himself, and he's realizing that he's straying away from what God had purposed him to be. If you are looking for a new job, a promotion, a raise, a new house, a new spouse, a new car, a new situation, recognition, whatever you are looking for, that's temporal. It will not and cannot satisfy. Nothing temporary can satisfy. Only things that are eternal can satisfy, and that is the Lord. So be led of the Holy Spirit. The only thing that I am ever not satisfied with in my life is when I know I haven't dug deeper in my relationship with the Lord that I haven't spent time with my God. I haven't read the word of God. My favorite time is in the morning when, when at times I'll go out to breakfast or in my office and early and I will be reading scripture, I will be praying, and um, I will be studying things that the, God, that the Holy Spirit, that God is telling me. 
Not that I'm this spiritual giant. I'm like you. Amen. I have to continually speak to my soul. I'm like David. You're like David. You and I have to continually speak to our souls, our mind, our will, and emotions to constantly realign, realign our thinking, our emotions, because this is the only thing that will satisfy. Nothing temporary can satisfy you. You can even be in bad circumstances and still be satisfied because your focus is on God. You can be in a a job that doesn't satisfy you. I don't like this job. I hate going to work. But still be satisfied. Because you know that God's hand is upon you. And he's got you there for a specific purpose until he takes you to the next step. I can't tell you how many people are suffering financially because they walked according to their dissatisfaction of a job, and they quit early. When God was either going to promote them, God was going to bring them to a greater thing because of their faithfulness to what God had asked them to do. And they struggle, and they struggle, and they struggle. And after a while, their mouth speaks it, and God cannot satisfy people that are negative. But because you have an ongoing, vital, compassionate head-over-heels relationship with God, the Lord Jesus Christ, you can be in an office that you don't want to be in and sitting there overwhelmingly satisfied. Are you following me? Listen to the world today. Listen to your news. Is anybody satisfied? Read the books. Self-help books are trying to talk to you and sell books to you because you're dissatisfied. And are they bringing you out of that dissatisfaction? They can't unless they lead you to God. Here's the third question. So what is the result of satisfaction? In Psalm 103 passage, it gives who gives the benefits. The last benefit he describes gives the result. So what is the result? The result, verse 5, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Before we explain this, I want to show you uh, a scripture here. In Proverbs 30, verse 11, it's describing a generation. I didn't say this generation, but I'm telling you it's describing a generation. What is it describing? Let me read it to you. There is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. Honor. Let's look at another scripture that speaks of honor. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. It's from the Message Bible. Children, do what your parents tell you. This is only right. Honor your father and mother is the first commandment that has a promise attached to it, namely, 
so you will live well and have a long life. Why are people dying early? I will tell you, dishonor. It's honor that is a commandment with a blessing. You want to be blessed? Be a person of honor. Be a person that honors. Not only, see, if you're honoring your parents, then that will bleed over to honoring your boss, honoring your coworker, even honoring your children and your children's children, of respecting them of who they are. Do we have authority? I don't need to explain all that. You know, a lot of people, you know, yeah, but, you know, and Pastor Bradford, uh, one of my mentors years ago, pastored here, he said, a lot of people say, yeah, but. He said, he said, goats butt and sheep follow. And the realities of that, everyone would laugh and everyone would look at that and some people would go, oh, I can't believe you said that. But there's a lot of truth in that. People are desiring to do the right thing, but they're button heads because there's no satisfaction in their life. Why? Because their satisfaction only comes by what they have and what they're feeling, their emotions. You could tell people truth. This is the truth. This is historical truth. And they'll say, yeah, but. Whether it's right or wrong, we, we get to a place in a generational lifestyle, if we do not honor, then the reality is satisfaction will not take place. Proverbs 30, verse 12. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes where they are calling the impure pure, yet is not washed from its filthiness. Verse 13, there is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up, thinking of pride. So when we're bringing this out to you, you know, you say, well, you know, the satisfaction, everything's good. Well, that's pride. No, it's not. When I am in full trust of God, walking in honor to those that honor is due, then there's nothing but blessing and satisfaction. But when I allow my emotions, my feelings, the past hurts to rule my life and to rule the things that I do and the way that I think and what I say in this life, then what happens is I become very dissatisfied and prideful in my own eyes. And I can't tell the difference between right and wrong. Verse 14, there is a generation whose teeth are like swords and whose fangs are like knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. Think of the sarcasm. That's what this is talking about. Talking about sarcasm. We must know this is happening because people separate 
these last few verses from verse 15 and 16. Let me show you verse 15 and 16. The leech has two daughters. Give and give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Four never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not satisfied with water, and the fire never says enough. He gives four analogies, okay? Now I'm saying there's a generation. I am not standing up here because every generation, some have fallen to this. But there are people that rise up and walk in the word of God and stand in the midst of the chaos of the world and do the right thing. So for us to point our finger at any generation and say, that's the bad one, that's the bad one, that's the bad one, or the one we're in now is a bad one, is wrong. But what David, going back to what David was saying, speaking to the soul, is aligning himself to where none of this takes place. He's talking about a generation that is prideful, disobedient to parents. They call the impure, pure, and that have sharp words or sarcasm out of their mouth, which is dishonor. Now, I'm looking out, and I'm seeing some of the most wonderful people in the world. I'm looking at people that have risen up and have allowed, even though your past has been skewed by other people and other people's sins, or even your own decisions, but you've risen up and you become exactly what God's called you to be. But I'm saying to you, in 2024, God is going to move in a very unique way, and I'm prophetically speaking to you. And I'm saying that's what he told me while we were gone, and he's going to specifically speak to you. This breakthrough is going to be so amazing. But those four things that I just said, we need to knock out. And we need to look at ourselves, we need to speak to our souls, and we need to allow our mouths to be filled with what God says, and that God is the one that satisfies. I loved worship this morning. Because of the preaching it did, prophetic preaching our worship did this morning. Well done, worship team. But I want to tell you, God is moving, and it's a great thing. And I want to tell you also, I am fully satisfied with what God's doing. Now, the reason why they're never satisfied is because their attitude is give to me or it's about me. We live in an entitlement generation. You work hard, but I'm not entitled to what you made. I'm not entitled to what you did. That's called a leech. Leech is someone who is trying to get their life from someone or something rather than getting life from God. For all those that are listening, all the gentlemen and ladies from Edison, you're watching us now. I want you to understand, your satisfaction comes from God. 
for those in South Carolina, those, those things that you are looking at, your satisfaction comes from God, from other nations that are watching. Those things that you are facing, your satisfaction will come from God only and not from anything you have or anything you accomplish. It is God and your relationship with him. Church family, that's you and me. That's you and me. And let me tell you, and because you do that, Scripture says you're the greatest in the kingdom of God. It's not what you have, not what you've accomplished. It's your obedience to the things of the Lord and what's in your mouth. So let me give you the benefit of God's satisfaction. In Psalm 103, verse 5, their youth is renewed like the eagles. God chose the eagle as an analogy. Many of you have studied this, so I'll be quick with this. The eagle is created by God. It did not evolve. I love Disney, but the eagle did not evolve. His seven-foot wingspan can carry twice its weight. How many of you feel like you're carrying more than your weight? If you do it God's way, you can carry twice your weight. The eagle's eyes are the, the same size as our eyes, but four times more acute, meaning they have better eyesight than us. Watch this. The eagle's eyesight never dims. A spiritual man or woman, their eyesight for the kingdom of God never dims. An eagle gets new feathers every year. Most of you get new clothes every year, but the eagle gets new feathers every year. And your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Satisfaction produces this. Not what's going on in your life. Satisfaction. By the way, the main cause of death of an eagle is this, drowning. You know why? Because if they swoop down and grab a fish that's too big, it's pulled under the water and it won't let go. And it drowns. Yeah, greediness can come in there too, as God blesses. God says, I will make you soar like the eagles as long as you don't get greedy. So what we need to do is remind ourselves that God's blessing overflows in your life even in the midst of troubles. I have faced difficulty in my life at times, but I've seen satisfaction manifest and an overflowing of the Spirit of God or spiritual things in my life, even though it seems like all Hades is breaking loose. It seems like sometimes things are falling apart. But there's an overflowing of satisfaction, especially during those times. And I rise up. And, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll be in the midst of a situation with my peers. And they'll be going, oh, in the world and this and this. And I'm just sitting there quiet. And they said, uh, Pastor Gary, why are you so quiet? Because the love of God is just overflowing in my heart right now for those people you're talking about. Not that I'm this perfect guy. There are times my, my soul rises up. I just assume sometimes, please, no one ever in here. Sometimes I just assume slap somebody and love them. Don't look at me that way because you're that way. 
But the reality is, the reality is, I don't allow that to become me. And I turn around, I fall in love with those people. You need to remind yourself that God's blessing overflows. It's called the prosperity of God. So I want to remind you, you are forgiven, divine health, redemption. You are crowned with authority. You reign in your life, this life, and satisfaction is guaranteed. See, when it says your youth is renewed like the eagles, (laughs) some of you don't care uh, because you're old. Or some of you don't care because you're young, because you begin to put yourself in this category. This is a lifelong journey. Your youth is restored like the eagles if you're satisfied in the Lord. The Bible calls it seasons, stepping into new seasons. My next series, we'll talk about that. Here's the last question, and this will be quick. How do you receive satisfaction? Remember the beginning of this series? It's by grace through faith. How do you receive benefits? Okay, let me explain it this way. <laughs> Very few companies give benefits to part-time employees. The people who have benefits are full-time employees. How do you get the benefits of God? You become a full-time believer instead of part-time. Amen. Where church becomes important, where discipleship becomes important, where giving becomes important, where tithing becomes important, where uh, friendship becomes important, where you care about people, that instead of going to church and say, what did I get from church? You go to church and say, what can I give to those around me? How can I love my neighbor? How can I, how can I do this? That's how you begin to walk in the, the total fullness of the benefits of God. So benefits are for, for full-time believers. The Pharisees asked Jesus, tell us the work of God that we may do it. You know what Jesus said? Believe. That's the work of God. How are you believing? Well, your mouth tells you. Psalm 103, benefits are for people who press into God every single day. Every single day. So let me submit to you, you will never be happy being a part-time Christian, but you will be satisfied when you make an investment into your life with him. Shall we stand? Oh, Holy Spirit was showing me, man, he was, he was digging deep with us. Be like David. 
that, that was my, one of my heart's cry this last couple of weeks. As Father, I know David wasn't perfect. But I want to be the apple of your eye like David was. I'm not perfect. Far from it. But I want God and I get emotional. I want God to be so pleased. Not with my actions, but I want him to be so pleased with my mouth. Really, it's the heart in my walk with him. That when all Hades breaks loose, I look at Hades and I say, I've been crowned with loving kindness, authority, and in Jesus' name, I will not let that change me. But when I see you, people that love Jesus, do miraculous things, I want to look at you and point at you and say, I want to grow up and be just like you because you're seeking God. You're loving God. He's more important to you than anything else in this world. But I want to tell you, when that happens, then there's an overfilling. It becomes a buffet full of God things that overflows in your life. Will you stand with me? Will you will you grab a hold of the heart that I'm crying out with? The words of my mouth, will you say, I choose from this moment on to dig deeper, to take more time with God. I promise you, you will always be satisfied. If you're listening online and here today, if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it's very simple. I guess that's why I, I love Christianity because it's simple. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you shall be saved. That's what it's about. It's a relationship. It's a love relationship with God. If you're here today watching and there's sickness in your body, in Jesus' name I proclaim an absolute overwhelming, overflowing of divine health in your bodies. Sickness leave in Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of my life. I am so satisfied being in the will of the Lord, being your pastor, being a part of the team. I love what's going on here at Valley. It's going to even get better because we dive into God and we love one another and we do church as a team. God bless you. And I would say, may your team win, but please let my team know. God bless you. Have a great day. <laughs>